there's definitely creep there. Um, you're absolutely correct. 40,000 Rand has been the static figure for that exclusion for years, but you see that all over the place. Um, and this is, this, those are the sneaky little items that taxpayers aren't generally aware of that end up uh, having them pay more tax. Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, where we discuss all things money because whether or not we like it, money matters. I'm your host, Maya Fisher-French, and it should come as no surprise to any of you out there that we're focusing on the national budget today um, because that was presented this week by our finance minister. And to help me unpack this and look for those little nuggets that we all need to know, I'm joined by Thomas Loban from Tax Consulting South Africa. So welcome, Thomas. Um, I appreciated the press release you sent out, which is why I thought I would get you on uh, to chat to my listeners. But let's just start off with your overall impressions. Thank you, Maya. I think the budget was generally positive for taxpayers, at least from a personal income tax perspective. Uh, however, it, it did not install overwhelming confidence in the long-term focus uh, of Treasury beyond immediate, small, perhaps notional relief measures for taxpayers. Um, it does give the impression of what is being done being too little and too late. And it does leave a lot of room for action to fill in the gaps where there's still justified circumspection from a lot of South Africans and foreign investors out there. You know, Tom, it's, it's so interesting you say that because that was just really the feeling that I got. I was in lockup with, with, uh, with the journalists and the economists and it was just this feeling of we've heard this all before. It's National Treasury is great. Um, they, they say all the right things. They do all the right things. They're wonderful, but they don't implement. They're not responsible. It's the ministers and our incredibly incompetent ministers. And I think we can say that with confidence now. <laughs> you are responsible. And I, I sort of felt like, okay, it's almost like National Treasury said here, um, we've bought you a gym membership. Please go to gym and get fit. Um, and, and they just don't go to gym. Um, so I think that that was a, a big a big part of just this feeling of, ah, guys, we've heard this before, nothing's changing. And we're hearing that coming out a lot in the commentary from, from everybody now that they've processed the budget. But one of the things we should talk about is, you know, we're going to go into tax and we're going to go into individual stuff. But, you know, this, this, this big Eskom bailout um, of, what, $254 billion. And the impact that that's going to have on, on South Africa's debt, our ability, the crowding out of, of other services. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's 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 really really difficult uh, to 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 give a view until we see what this looks like in practice. I mean, we know that there was relief of about thirteen billion in tax incentives that's been allocated to encourage investments in solar energy, uh, future relief for food producers buckling, who are buckling under the increased pressure, um, especially with with diesel expenses. Uh, from the impact of load shedding. So we'll see what that looks like. Notably, regarding the rooftop solar incentive for individuals who invest in, in, in uh, PV or pho photovoltaic projects, solar panel projects, uh, generating power, 4 billion rand has been allocated in, in, uh, for this incentive. Um, and what was said uh, is that these individuals be, will be able to receive a tax rebate which for the record is an amount coming off of uh, your your initial calculated tax liability up to 25% of the cost 
uh, of any new and unused solar panels. Uh, up to a maximum, though, of 15,000 Rand per individual. Nothing. Which Nothing. is very little. Anybody who knows the cost of installing solar knows that that's not near enough. And so that's what I mean by notional relief. It seems like it's a, it's a symbol almost, but it's very, very difficult to see what that'll look like practically. Well, I, you know, Tom's, I, I have put in the full solar. Um, I did it last year. And, you know, what's very important when you, when you read, well, read the detail is it's only for the solar panels, not for the battery, not for the inverter, not for the installation costs. It costs you about 160,000 Rand, 160,000 Rand to put in the full system. 15,000 is going to go nowhere. Um, absolutely. Right. So on that, it, it's not really going anywhere. I suppose, yeah, 15,000 is nice, but, you know, you forked out all that money. And, 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 you know, also just, um, you know, going back to, to, to the, the bailout of, of, of Eskim, um, I think what a lot of people don't even realize is how much money is going to interest payments in South Africa now. And once they've taken on this debt for, for Eskim on behalf of Eskim, I think they said by 2025, 20% of all taxes collected. So every, for every one rand of tax collected, 20 cents will go just to servicing the debt in South Africa, uh, the government debt. And that's going to leave very, very little um, in way of additional spendings. So I think, Thomas, already we're getting, there's not enough done for social services. We needed a basic income grant. We needed all these things. You know what, guys? Eskom stole the money. That's the bottom line. <laughs> the money that, you know, all these grand plans of NHI and basic income grants right now, they have to keep the lights on, and um, and I think that I think that also would be a big disappointment for people in in the budget. There there, there was a very uh, humorous tweet uh, that was given by our former minister of finance, which was uh, a picture of a sieve, and the the insinuation was that uh, Escom was a sieve as far as finances were concerned. And it's not something that we've seen really improve, at least from a, from a public relations perspective. And there's been a lot of media lately uh, about exactly how problematic uh, ESCOM is operationally when it comes to uh, how it uses its finances. Mm -hmm. So again, there, uh, really, uh, we don't take this as a positive at all. This is exactly a situation where the proof is in the pudding. And unfortunately, South Africans have had no pudding uh, in this regard to date. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just on that, um, in the press briefing, uh, the minister said to us that he, he actually said that the SOEs, all of them, all, by the way, 743 of them. Did you know that? We have 743 SOEs. They have crowded out frontline services like health, safety and education. That's actually what he said. And I think that penny is slowly, slowly dropping. Um, but I don't know if we'd, like you said, we're maybe a little bit too down this hole that I don't know how we're going to get ourselves out of it. But a billion rand to SAA in this budget as well. A billion rand that could have gone to a lot of other things. But anyway, so let's, let, we, we know we're in a mess, right? I, always, I think, you know, if you're a household um, and you, 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 you're in the situation, you're in a lot of, lot of trouble. So we're in a lot of trouble. But let's have a look at the taxes, because those are the things, I suppose, that affect, you know, people like you and me and, and, and many South Africans who earn an income, who are fortunate enough to earn an income and not rely on, on social grants. Um, there was an overcollection of 93 billion rand compared to what was projected last year. Um, so, so that has helped to, to a large degree. 
But there was pretty good, I mean, from a taxpayer's perspective, at least we saw the, the inflation adjusted tax tables. Now, I have, I've been covering the national budget for 18 years, and there have been years where they have not adjusted for inflation. And that's almost, and I think it was actually Pravin Gordon, it was his little trick that he would, he just wouldn't adjust those tax tables for inflation, which effectively allowed them to collect more money from personal taxes. They've given us a tax break. No, you know, they've given us the inflation adjusted. Um, I think thresholds have gone from 91,250 Rand to 95,750 before you have to pay tax. Um, and, and there was also no increase in the fuel levy. Now that, thank goodness, thank, thank goodness, that in the road accident fund, because sure, eh, a higher petrol price. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> And, and what are your sort of thoughts about the risks going forward, perhaps, on, on tax? I mean, do you think that we're going to see a change in, like you said, how are we going to fund all this stuff going forward? Well, look, the the message was was quite clear. Individuals do need relief where they can get it. And an, in, an inflation-linked increase in the brackets does go a significant way to alleviating that strain. Uh, Rand for Rand, you'll see more a net from your gross as far as pay is concerned. Um, but if you look at if you look at how they're adjusting for tax this year, uh, again, even on the corporate side, they're trying to increase inbound investment by reducing it to, from 28% to 27% effective tax rate for companies. You you see these you see these adjustments happening elsewhere. Uh, the apportionment of the interest exemption and the annual 40,000 rand uh, capital gains tax threshold, uh, where, 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 where somebody ceases to be a resident in a tax year and therefore have a split year treatment. They're addressing, I suppose it's a policy change for an anomaly there, but that's a small measure that can be taken. One thing that was big, um, and I think one of two really big items was the fact that there, there is no more flow through or conduit principle treatment when it comes to trusts, or that will be done away with with an amendment to Section 25 Cap B of the Income Tax Act. So if you're a non-resident uh, specifically, uh, normal, so for a resident, income earned by a trust would be flown through to a beneficiary, obviously in certain cases, but the general rule is. Uh, if it's not distributed in the same year. If you're a non-resident, that will no longer be the case for you. And that's something that especially those taxpayers who are expats should really, really pay attention to, those who have trust interests, because that's cause for them to immediately reevaluate how they're approaching it. Um, and I think this speaks to SARS's approach of sharpening up little areas that it sees as gaps, uh, strengthening uh, these rules around around closing these loopholes and and really digging in an in investigation and enforcement if mm -hmm. anything so i think what they're doing is they're taking what they're what they already have mm -hmm. and they're building on it mm -hmm. from there and i think it's a very important point because when i was going through the budget tax compliance came up a lot and i'm actually uh, getting an interview with with the sars commissioner just to talk a little bit about that because there's a lot of happening around tax compliance they're also looking out remote working home, you know, home offices, they're looking at a whole lot of areas. And I actually asked a specific question. I said, of that 93 billion that was overcollected, how much of that was due to compliance, improvement in compliance? And they said about 10%. So they're saying that they collected you know, 9.3 billion rand simply by making sure that the people who should pay tax 
are paying tax. And that's the big message that I've been getting is that, and they've really gave it, they spoke about it a lot in the 2022 um, budget. And again, they've spoken about it saying, if people who are supposed to pay tax, pay tax, then we won't have to increase tax. And, and you know, so I suppose being somebody who pays tax, I'm quite keen on that one. I like, I like that measure. And I think you're seeing that as well. Um, SARS becoming a lot more vigilant um, and trying to close in a lot of the, the, the detail, my goodness, section. And there's something, by the way, listeners, called Annexure C in the budget yes. that had a lot of detail. And a lot of that was about closing loopholes, um, identifying those loopholes. And, and that's why, of course, you do need a good tax consultant to keep up with these myriad of changes. Uh, absolutely, uh, you you you'll you'll see it you'll see it in practice all over the place. So if for the last few years, and this year is no different, SARS has focused a lot on expats. Um, in in and I mention this again because it's such a prevalent thing. But equally so, what we've seen here, and especially from those annex to C proposals, beyond just uh, loopholes, the general approach from SARS is. Is, is, is indicative of the fact that we don't seem to have uh, a tax rules issue. They're effective. They're well-developed. South Africa has an incredibly evolved tax system and set of rules that underpins it. Uh, in essence, South Africa has a compliance issue. And this is something that we have seen incredible strides uh, made by SARS over. At the end of the day, it's not conducive for the average taxpayer to see SARS as the adversary. Indeed, SARS' only role is to collect revenue to run the country with. And where that is due, or how, do, how does one put it, uh, one renders unto Caesar what is due to Caesar. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're hoping we, uh, uh, is even further improved moving forward. The prosecutions, the enforcement, uh, I think it was 92 matters referred to the NPA, predominantly over the illicit trade of tobacco. We love this. We want to see more of this uh, because where those don't play by the rules, they ultimately act to the disadvantage of other taxpayers, those who pay tax diligently and those who rely on support from the government. Absolutely. And that was also interesting. I mean, they really did drill down to some of those numbers and the number of prosecutions. And it does seem that SARS is, is getting some traction there. And, and as you said, very, very important. Um, and, and, you know, I must say, when I was reading the budget, all those, the small details and, and, and extra C, I had a sense of irritation, like a really intense irritation, because I thought, you know what, there are people here who are forever looking for loopholes. And they're probably, in all fairness, wealthy people who actually could afford to pay tax. Um, this is not your middle class South African that they're trying, that's trying to find loopholes because they can't. There are no loopholes. And I just thought the energy and time that is taking, you know, National Treasury and SARS to close every loophole because there's somebody who just doesn't want to pay their fair share of tax. So I did, I, I did, I might, I was feeling a little irritated by the time I was going through all these. There's always some smart. Alec who's trying to find some way to circumvent it and it actually takes a hell of a lot of time and energy um, and, and it, it moves things away perhaps from other things that, that that National Treasury could be focusing on than trying to find people like, pay your tax. So I'm a little bit on that side. I know some people say well why should I pay? I don't get any benefits well you know um, at the end of the day I don't want to be paying more tax and I won't have to pay more tax if you pay tax. <laughs> so that's the way I feel. Well it's it's a healthy middle ground that one must strike because at the end of the day, you're entitled to structure your affairs as you deem fit. 
but the, it's it's an absolute imperative to make sure that you play by the rules. Mm. <laughs> so yes, I agree. More oversight necessary yeah. is probably not something that should be necessary. Yeah, and just and, and I think also just a few nuggets of you know I think it's very important what you raise obviously about the trust and being a non-resident beneficiary of, of a trust. But there were also a couple of just like little housekeeping things that maybe listeners need to be just to be aware of um, just on your day to day taxes. So there was the usual medical tax credit increase. Um, so if like and, and this is important stuff, I don't think people know this. If you are a family of four and you belong to a medical scheme, you get a tax credit, a tax credit of 18,804 rand now. Um, that goes a long way to helping with that medical scheme bill or your, your medical bills. Um, transfer property on transfer, um, t- transfer tax, you, you can now buy a house up to 1.1 million before paying that. And of course, we also saw in retirement, um, before you pay tax on any withdrawal you made. So this is on retirement, not before retirement, but on retirement, you would get that 500,000 rand um, tax-free amount. It's now 550,000. So there were a few things that, you know, we're there to 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 ease up a bit, but Thomas, you know, we it's 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 taxed through inflation, um, and we spoke a little bit later uh, earlier about you know adjusting for inflation on the tax tables. But I was thinking you spoke earlier about capital gains tax, capital gains tax when it was introduced. I think when it was introduced, it started off at thirty thousand rand exemption, and then it went to forty thousand rand. So what that means is you don't pay. You don't pay tax on your first 40,000 rand of gain. But I reckon that was about 10 years ago since that was adjusted. I don't know if you remember. Now, that is a way of taxing you because simply by not increasing the exemption, it should probably be 80,000 now adjusted for inflation. You know, there's those little things and the interest exemption of, of, you know, what is it, 20 4,000 or whatever it is, those haven't moved um, for decades. Well, maybe not decades, that's exaggerated, but for years. Um, Isn't that also just another way of of getting in a little bit of tax? There's definitely definitely creep there. Um, You're absolutely correct. 40,000 Rand has been the static figure for that exclusion for years, but you see that all over the place. Um, and this is this, those are the sneaky little items that taxpayers aren't generally aware of that end up uh, having them pay more tax uh, RAND value uh, for RAND. Uh, another example, and again, me and my expats, but you have Section 10102, which is a foreign employment income exemption. That was introduced on, on the 1st of March 2020. And that was introduced at, uh, an exemption as an exemption capped at 1.25 million rand. That has remained, remained static since the VAT threshold of a million rand, uh, for registration. That's remained static for years. Uh, so you're absolutely correct. Uh, for the record, CGT was introduced on 1st of October 2001. And it has, it really, really, we really, really have seen the value of that exclusion dwindle mm. uh, year on year. So it was disappointing to not see that move, mm. uh, nor the interest exemption threshold. Uh, and as I'd mentioned, instead, what you now see is that's cut where you have split year treatment. So that's that's definitely something that is a little bit of an irking point, but maybe next year would be different. 
Huh, not for a long time. And I mean, even we saw even on tax-free savings accounts was one of the big questions all my followers asked. Have they increased? Because, you know, you can do 36000 a year. That's been 36000 a year for about three or four years now. So again, another another example. All right. So well, that's sort of the, 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 the tax, the various um, tax elements of, of the budget. And I think our overall view, and I think if you're listening to us, you'll realize you're all feeling a little bit um, jaded, perhaps, <laughs> by, by the national budget. And, we'll, you know, we're, we're all going to sit and say, yeah, right, let's see how this all works out. But just one quick one that I wanted to end off, and I know, Thomas, this is probably an unfair one to throw in your court, so it's absolutely fine, but I do want to comment about the two-pot retirement system, because that's another big question I get. Do you know how many people are asking me how they can access their pension funds early? They're saying, when am I going to be able to access all this money? I need it. I need to settle debt. I need to buy a house. I need all these things. Okay, I have a very strong opinion about the fact you should never touch this, but um, there obviously is going to be legislation introduced that's going to allow some access to it, a small portion, a very, very small portion. But so National Treasury has said, we still have to finalize the details. And when I asked them further information, they said this will only be tabled probably in the medium term budget, which is in October. So only in October 2023 will we get the proper details. We'll get trickled information, but it'll only really be tabled then. And the industry is saying to me, the, the retirement industry, we will not have time to introduce it by March 2024. And I think that's uh, that's going to be bad news. And I, I suppose, they, you know, what are the implications? Are there any implications for expats on that? But I think for South Africans trying to access money, they're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Which is unfortunate, given the aim of of the two-part system is to enable South Africans, as you mentioned, to immediately access a portion of their funds. Uh, you see this all the time when it comes to retirement re- tax reform in South Africa. We do seem to have a habit of introducing measures and then postponing quite a few times before it's finally introduced. Mm-hmm. And one wonders whether that's a result of not enough stakeholder engagement uh, along the way. Uh, the two-pot system would be very, very welcomed, uh, especially for those who are, as you mentioned, immigrating and need access to an immediate portion of those funds. Recently, we, uh, from the 1st of March 2021, we saw the introduction of the three-year lockup rule. Uh, previously, if you left South Africa, ceased your residency and also formalized it through the Reserve Bank, what we call what was then the, the proper route to do so, the financial immigration process. Uh, that, that was, having undertaken that process allowed you to immediately access all of your retirement, uh, your entire retirement benefit. And then you had to wait three years of non-residency. So this is a welcome intervention when it's introduced Mm. Uh, whether it'll be march 2024 nobody knows it is likely especially knowing precedent uh, that it will be later so we'll see um and how that is eventually applied in practice how the two-thirds annuitization rule is thereafter applied we don't really rightly know and i don't think it would be fair for me to comment on that until we see something a little bit more concrete around it although it is very 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 much something that all south africans should be looking out for in and out of africa 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we probably I think realistically only going to see it in March 2025, I think. And and you're right, this thing this stuff takes forever because they send our papers and everybody comments and they come back and they go back. And I suppose right now National Treasury's focus is on trying to stabilize the finances of the country, not worrying about the two five entire system. But anyway, but Thomas, thank you so much uh, for taking the time just to give us your views. And um, I hope we haven't I hope I hope we haven't left our listeners too depressed, but the reality is yeah, we're in tough times. You know, National Treasury can do what it wants. It doesn't run the country. It doesn't implement. It doesn't get to to manage the health department's real budgets. Those are done at, at ministerial level and at basic level, and that's where the problem sits. So, I think we're all we're all just going to wait to see what 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 happens over the next the next year. See this time next year. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Thank you, Maya.